Hello, my name is David Turner and this is another Lunar Poetry Short. Today I'm joined by Ginger John. Hello, John. How are you doing? How are you doing? And we're at the Camden Centre in, uh, in Holborn in central London and about an hour and a half away from the Stand Up and Spit gig, which has uh, been organised partly by Speaking Volumes and the man himself, Tim Wells. But before we start chatting, we're going to have a couple of poems from John. Uh, this is... Um this is Tesco Chainstore Massacre. Tim likes this one. <laughs> Walking around the shelves, packed with commodity goods, buying new improved soapy suds, curried beans and tinted chicken, plastic bags with plastic in fresh today from a processing plant, full of chemicals low on calories, packed by robots with no nasty habits, and wish to you in freezer containers, fresh and improved, full of country goodness, thanks to the chemicals from the ICI companies, you'll all become victims of the Tesco chain store massacre. And it's get it in, and it's, and it's getting there with your metal trolleys, buying food, swallowing poison, chemical-based poison waste, chain store food, enter a new age, with new improved protein-powered chemical waste. Because instead of dumping it in the sea, they've mixed it with gravy and put it in tins and sell it in Tesco's as complete meals. And it's keep it cheap so they'll buy it, poison the masses while showing a profit. You'll never escape, you won't get away from the Tesco chain store massacre. Cheers. <laughs> and uh, this is um, this is called, uh, I made the Sunday Express with this one, half mm. uh, a page. I did the... For, for the, the first four lines, and in the Sunday Express, the guy said, the guy said, I used more explosives in the first four lines of my poem than anything else. <laughs> so I'll do this poem to you. Yeah. I said it on the night, and after four lines, he said, I'm not listening to this with my wife. And I said, well, there's a the door. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> and that's the only explosive I used. So this is the poem that I read. The first four lines are all full of expletives, according to this man. Corner shops sell video nasties and glue sniffing kits to teenage delinquents and everyone gets pissed when they get their gyros because oblivion seems better than the Tories' bright new brown tomorrow. And they dish out dole to all the kids when there's plenty of jobs for genetic scientists. I saw two in the paper just this week and papers were already changed. They got really small, compact they call it, because they tell you nothing at all. Except Sharon likes uh, sailing and travels by train and the editor's got a sewer in place of a brain and it's racist and sexist. It's a pile of shit. If it was toilet paper, I'd give up wiping me nose forever and ever. And TV has changed. We now have four channels, but I'm still fucking bored with University Challenge and Biggins is a pig and Checkers is a brat. Give me some cheese while I can rock the brats. And cinemas change, they now call them units. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or maybe more. Take your kids to see this great new flick. Godzilla versus the sex dwarf nimbomaniac in 3D with sensor sound. And a scratch sniff card for all those ghastly bits by exchange since I was a lad. But I'm glad that I'm old because when they bring back conscription, they'll round up the anarchists and shoot all the commies. And what are you laughing for? They're going to use all the socialists as target practice by exchange since I was a lad. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, um, I wrote a review for the Lunar Poetry magazine and uh, we had a complaint that my uh, swearing was excessive. <laughs> Good <laughs> on like you. It's like I said, shouldn't be so fucking shit, should it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Philip Larkin would love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so first question, as always, is why poetry? Uh, when the punk thing started and all that, uh, I suppose it's a bit of a cliche because a lot of the rappers say this, 
you know what I mean? They wanted to be in a band. Yeah. And uh, we couldn't be in a band. And I was listening to John Cooper Clark, John Peel session. Mm. And I went, that's like one of mine. I write stuff like that. Yeah. And I've got the accent. <laughs> so uh, we did, I, did a, I did a bit of stuff and all that. Then I read about uh, Seething Wells mm. and Attila Stockbroker. Uh, and I sent Swells a poem called Valhalla. And he printed it in Molotov Comics. Okay. That was my first yeah. venture into poetry, yeah. ranting poetry. It seems, uh, it seems like a common story with the ranters that the first sort of outing is for some sort of zine or... Oh, yeah. the zines were really, really thing. You know what I mean? Really big. Uh, you, can, you, can, you know what I mean? I was, the zines is... I know they're like local, but you play a gig one night and a couple of days later, there was a fanzine out with a review of the gig in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, were, they were great, you know what I mean? Another fanzine editors read them and they put published stuff out of other fanzine, another one. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were all like really like stringers all around the country, <laughs> writing all these things. And then you had the big, the, the big American things like Maximum Rock and Roll used to pick up on them as well okay. and say, can you do a bit more on that? It sounds really good. You know, or review the... And you see Maximum Rock with a whole, a whole page, some guy owes a fanzine in, in Artlypool or something. <laughs> And it became a whole page in Maximum Rock and Roll or Flipside, and it's all reviews of English bands and yeah. tapes and things that you never get to see. Yeah. And the addresses that you could write to and go, cool, I'll send us that tape. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fa- fanzines were, were good. And plus, we had our own fanzines as well. Yeah. Um, the Swells had Molotov Comics, which I, I, I used to chuck bits and bobs in there as well. Attila had Tarana Thrash, Janine Booth, Big yeah. J, yeah, exactly. she had Blaze. You know what I mean? And then there was um, there was a few others. There was Wake Up Fanzine, which had a lot of the ranting stuff in it, which was a really big, thick fanzine. It's like a telephone book. Yeah. Dave's Dave Fanzine, that was really good. And, and quality. Uh, but yeah, Fanzine dealt a lot. So when you first started writing poetry, what was the reaction with like friends around you? Or was it a, no- a normal thing to be doing at that time? No. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm a poet. <laughs> uh, but like when Clarky took off and all that, it was quite acceptable. It was acceptable with like all like the music friends, the music friends I had. Uh, but we other mates basically don't take a blind bit of notice. If you see my Facebook, all the plugs for this gig, not a, not a one of them interested. It's other people that have found it and come on and go, oh, see you there. But like the my mates would go, yeah, right. <laughs> was there a similar thing with the poetry scene or the spoken word scene and the music scene then? I'm, I'm thinking like comparing it to the scene in the 90s where it seemed like everyone that was in a band wanted to be a stand-up comedian and every stand-up comedian what was a favourite musician, you know, yeah, was yeah. There that, that similar link was there? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was, it was, comedy was new rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, so what have been your main influences uh, as a writer and performer and are they different? Um, I, I, I get ideas from just basically anything you mm. see. Observing, but I, jo- I like jokes. So a lot of mine were a uh, punchline, some jokes that I've, I've done, yeah. or just a joke, and I fluffed it up a bit. Um, but like the things that piss you off, you know, uh, 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 politics, a bit political. Uh, I got told it was a bit political anyway. By it seems to me that that. The one difference between the rentals that I've spoken to, like the original lot that I've spoken, I've only spoken to a few, 
compared to spoken word people now that do a similar style yeah. is that people that are doing it now have made a very conscious decision to be political or to be angry whereas with the renters it was just that's what you did so it wasn't as much of a, it didn't seem as much of a conscious decision no, to be yeah. angry no yeah. well we, yeah we had the yeah, winter discontent yeah. thatcher falklands war stuff like that you know i mean the, the, and I, I must tell you, you know, when Mrs. Thatcher retired, my fucking hat went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard, get back in there! <laughs> I'm going for you! Don't you want? No, but, yeah. But uh, the stuff that she was great, and you could rhyme over the thing with Thatch. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Sound rhyme with any numpties that are in there, you know what I mean? I, I think that's one thing that it seems like a lot of people are struggling now to be. Yeah sort of political in their poetry or art or whatever because no, it's all so banal like the government now they're so plain you know and deliberately yeah. so well, yeah. well, it's, it's the same thing isn't it? yeah. it's just bland yeah and it it's, a de- bland. it's a, obviously a deliberate choice isn't it by yeah, that point because yeah. then you can't you can't pick up on anything because they're all they're all same about the same thing discussing this with Janine you can't be that angry oh, this before the election you couldn't be that angry with Cameron because essentially you ended up being angry with Miliband because they're the same fucking arseholes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 whereas I suppose when oh. the rent thing was happening there was a very oh it, need, it needs something but not you kid <laughs> yes yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like I said we're here we've just started talking a little bit about the ranting and we're here because of the gig we'll get on to talking about that probably but maybe we can have a couple more poems before we do yeah I'll just uh, lubricate the neck. Um, oh, look, yeah. We're doing my other. Oh, I'm not doing that one. Oh, yeah, set this up. This is the first poem I've ever written. Ever written. Yeah, the first one I ever written. Uh, it's called Paranoid Attack. It's about. Uh, Travelling on the tube in London and how unfriendly people are. Okay. Uh, I haven't got the written down, but I, I should know it. Packed in the tube, don't try to move, don't talk to people or think you're mad, don't get involved, don't touch that girl, she'll scream blue murder, I'll call you a perv. Like lost and can't cope with no buttons on your coat, is it hard to react because your man keeps flashing back? Watch that car, watch your back to late to react, paranoid attack, paranoid attack. Oh look at that man getting beaten up, don't get involved, it'll do you no good and he's only black because he works in a mine, but property or blanking. But coal mine, mind over matter is a different reaction when you're lost and can't cope with no buttons on your coat, is it hard to react when your man keeps flashing back? Watch that car, watch your back, too late to react, paranoid attack, paranoid attack, paranoid attack. Thank you. Um, diddly diddly ding. Uh, uh, this is called now. It's basically this is my fuck off. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the engaged tone in my mind. A black cassette that won't rewind. A late night wine on the telly at night. A census form in a derelict house. An only for two in the Afghan hills, a sales rep for Argentinian beef, a union shop steward in Polish steel, a national from Canada in Notting Hill Gate, a young conservative out of work, a pain in the place where it really hurts. You're all of these, you're not worth now. A transfer to radio without a battery, a videotape without a player, a motor car without an engine, a prostitute without a clinic, a bank account with nothing in it. The Liberals dream of running the country. You're all of these, you're not worth now. You're just a square wheel on the road of life, an abscess in the mouth of mankind. A late night bus that's broken down, a telephone box has been vandalised. You're all of these, you're not worth now. <laughs> it's 
And uh, if little brother was here at the time, he'd call that a shopping list poem. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all... Eh, eh, yeah, yeah. Actually, before we get talking about the random stuff, I just wanted to ask you how... Because obviously you're gigging a fair bit still now. Yeah. Um, how do people, like younger audiences, take to your... Part? I'm just thinking, because there are a couple of references there, like engage, oh. engage tones and cassette tapes. A lot of people wouldn't know what that means. Oh, you know? it happens to me at the... Uh, yeah. At uh, the what's it called the the gig in uh, Borough. Bang said the, oh, I was going to mention that yeah because there were a lot of blank, blank faces. <laughs> what you did the uh, one poem and I think it, a lot of it went over people's heads yeah. just the references. Oh, the, <coughs> the one you're talking about is the, uh, the adverts on the telly. That's it, adverts on the telly. The yeah. adverts on the telly just going what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Wait, I was halfway through it. And I was looking at it and they go and you go. Oh. Oh I forgot to ask you about that after the gig right. actually yeah. because I was looking around and I, oh. I mean I understood the references but as a very young child right, and, were, and I was <laughs> yeah. you know out of the younger lot or whatever yeah. I was quite a bit older than most well, of I the was, audience so. I was still on the stage <laughs> in this big fucking tumbleweed <laughs> blowing across in front of me <laughs> Must have been but like, I was halfway through it I thought oh bollocks thinking yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. but I suppose that's the closest well, that, was, that was a very quick set yeah he didn't like me I don't think What's in me shed? No, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking betray you. <laughs> What's all that about? Um, I suppose that's the closest nowadays you'll get Tim, to this. Every time we come near me, Tim was getting. Coming, coming up going, oh, you're not getting it. I'm terrible with going, hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the ranting thing, how did you. How did you get involved with the other guys um, that are sort of. Involved with the stand up and spit thing now. Well, the the, the, uh, the thing on the what do you call it? The uh, uh, listen to listen to Pee Wee, mm. and then there was a little bit written about Molotov Comics yeah. in the Enemy yeah. by Neil Spencer. So that's when I sent the thing to Swells, and that's when he published Valhalla in Molotov yeah. Comics. Uh, I also read about him and Attila and all that sort of thing. And I said, "Well, I'd like to see you." He said, oh, I'm playing Brixton Ace, and I was inside down from Manchester, I went okay. to see him. Yeah, yeah. And Swells was on with Benjamin Zaffanaya. Mm. And uh, I went, oh, I like that, I love something like that. So he, Swells gave me something. Attila was really helpful at the beginning. He gave me phone numbers for everybody and the bestie friend. I, yeah. He listed, it, honestly, I got, I've still got my own. I've got like um, gig, you know, leaflets, flyers. And Attila's written on the back, and it's just chuckle with phone them, I played that one. Do that one, they're good. Don't talk to so and so, talk to so and so. And really, really so helpful. And that's what we did a lot. We, you know, I'd get a gig that they hadn't played. So you give, you send them the phone number. Mm. You know what I mean? You go, hey, just done a gig there. And they pay. <laughs> you know, so we all told each other about it. Yeah. And then it's sort of like that. So like how the punk, we do punk gigs as well. You know what I mean? And out of that, out of the punk stuff, that some of the people that were promoting punk started doing alternative cabaret because there was no alternative cabaret when we started. You know, I mean, you had the you had the thing in London with Rick Mail and all that, the comedy yeah. store, yeah. up in Paul Raymond's review, but but there weren't no, no. there weren't no cabaret circuit, no, and, and that that came out of us and the punk and all that sort of thing. I think that's one of the most interesting things to talk about now with spoken word is because I think it's a bit taken for granted that you can go and read every night if you want there's different places to go and read and yeah. there's different styles of club and different styles of bar and night yeah. but I suppose back then you everything 
get to put everything on yourself, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I uh, did loads of loads of promoting gigs yourself and stuff like that. Uh, I've done gigs for them and then they've done a gig for us. And yeah. I was in Ipswich a bit this time as well, and I went to see John Cooper Clark. That's where I mean Tim crashed the stage yeah. at Clarkie's gig at the Roundout, and I, I, that night I booked uh, I booked uh, Tiller, Swells. Oh, I booked somebody else as well. I booked three, oh Benjamin. I booked the three of them to do Ipswich, Albion Mills in Ipswich. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was uh, and it was good stuff. Um, I suppose. <coughs> Coming from Manchester, it was a pretty good location to get involved with things, wasn't it? Be- between Manchester and like Bradford, yeah. there was a lot happening there, wasn't there? I mean, yeah. it's quite easy to get sucked into but think that everything is happening in London all the time. But he did, he did me, he did me harm in one sense. Yeah. That uh, I lived in, I lived most of some the most of the beginning in Bradford, yeah. Uh, and so the Manchester lot cast me, cast me as a a Bradford poet. Mm. And the Bradford ones, they did a thing about voices from the valley, and it's all the poets, everything, Jules is in it, Little Blue's in it, Swells are in it, and it's got a big thing about this and all that. And at the end bit, he goes, another poet of about the same was Ginger Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and they got Dirk Spig and a few others in there, and nothing against Dirk or anything like that, but Mr. Hughes, as he is now. Uh, I was doing more gigs than any of them. And I was gigging loads more than any of them. Uh, not as much as uh, Nick, Nick Totchick and Seedling Wells, but I was I was doing the gigs. And they'd always say, oh, we're looking for another poet. They'd go, oh, Ginger's here now, let's bring him along with you. Oh, right, yeah, bring him then. And I used to get gigs on, yeah. on, on the backs of Swells and Nick living at the house as well. So you had a lot of people putting on gigs. Um, well, we did the Intolerance Tour. Yeah, uh, and that's the first, the first national Ramses tour. Okay, uh, there's never been one since. Mm-hmm. How many dates were that? Oh, obviously there's some on, some were on there. Okay, yeah, some on there, but that was like weekly. Yeah, okay. Uh, that was week, that was out the NME. You know, these printed up yeah. gigs, tour gigs, and they printed up every week. So, oh, we we done we done we played everywhere. And, and what about the uh, the benefit gigs? Well. Benefit gigs, yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of that happening as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, well, they liked us, didn't they? Because you know, we end up we weren't a band or anything like that. Yeah, you yeah. get bungers on with anybody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, they always had a they always had a ranting poet on with him. <laughs> Steve's got, that, there was a good quote of Steve through it once. Nothing nasty meant by it or anything. We'd done a gig somewhere and it was a miners' benefit gig, and Steve, Steve's dead dry. Steve drew it out of the new town neurotic. He went. I wonder how many benefit gigs the miners will do for us when they go back to work. <laughs> Which is quite nice. Yeah, we, we did that print workers, fire brigade, nurses. Uh, we're on the picket lines. Most of, most of the runners were on picket lines. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of smaller ones that we did and all that. And oh, like raising money and all that. Help out where you can. Mm. You know, and we, we were cheaper in the band, you know. We, you're thinking like then in the 80s, for, a, for a, like a sort of semi-named band, like a punk band or sort of band, you're talking like 150, 200 quid, 250. You know what I mean? Well, you can have a ranting poet, you know what I mean? You can have a, about half a dozen of them for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why I think the cabaret thing took come out of it and all that. And it made cabaret eyes as well at the time. Like the old girl thing from Sheffield, the Shuffin' Elves. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? They were great. They're all ex- they're all miners' wives and all that. And then they got this comedy thing together, and they toured and gigged, and they were funny and entertaining, yeah. really good. Yeah. But you didn't mind doing it. You know what I mean? You didn't mind doing that for another miners and all that. Yeah. We used to, we was out. Me and Swell were out fly posting SWP, coal not dull things everywhere on every lap post in Gridley Bradford. <laughs> and do you think, do you see now, in, uh, with gigs that you go to, do you see a continuation of ranting poetry yeah. in younger poets? Who's let that old fella in go? What's that old fella creeping about for? <laughs> Not a mate of Jimmy Savile, is it? <laughs> Yeah, but do you, are there any younger poets that you think that continue that style of poetry? Yeah, well, you, you, you've got Kate Tempers going out yeah. there now. And you've got, you've got Ella Harrison, who's with, with us, doing gigs with us at the moment. Oh, well, em- Emily, yeah, Emily. And she is stormingly good. Yeah. And she's only a little ditty thing as well. But like, yeah, she's got the, they've got the spirit and all that, yeah. I'm all for them, you know what I mean? But uh, if, they, if they've got the spirit and all that, I want to call themselves ranting poets, get on with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, we, I'd, unlike the other ones, we were never encouraged. But I will say that the Rattlers will encourage new, yes, yeah. new, new ones, and we'll put them on the bill. You know, we will say, "Oh, put them on." Yeah, uh, I'm yes. all for that. I'm just hoping that the interval. We've got an interval tonight. A lot of them all dive on stage and do <laughs> like we did uh, when the interval comes. Up, uh, we all. A load of them jump up on stage and start doing the poems or whatever they, or whatever they want to do. Yeah, yeah. Shout hello, mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we could chat all evening, but we've got time restrictions. Uh, yeah. So I think we're going to wind up just with two more poems, please. Do you remember the magic roundabout? I do. Yeah. Right. Do you remember the magic? Thank God for that. <laughs> I don't want to do any poem that goes with it over your head. The people that are listening can Google it at least. So be well, they've they done the film. There's been a film of it, yeah. yeah. There was a film with Callie Minogue and uh, Robbie Williams. Callie Minogue, oh. yeah. She she was Florence. Oh, okay. Worked for me. <laughs> this is, oh, well, this is just trying to explain to you about. Like, go and Google it on what you've got to do. I know Mr. Rusty is, and he's not very rude. <laughs> This is called Things Have Changed on the Magic Roundabout. Things have changed on the Magic Roundabout now they've grown up and got sussed. Florence lives with a friend who is a radical feminist and don't take kindly to macho men. Doodle to unionists, the militant picket is really putting the bite on for the unions these days. And Dylan the rabbit is now going out as the animals answer to Billy Bragg. But Brian the snail still ain't got sussed, he's still out campaigning for the Liberal Alliance. Irma True's been liberated by the ALF and now lives on a farm in Barrow in Furness. The Magic Garden's been sprayed with paraquat to stop the dirty, stinking hippie peace convoy and hold a free acid house punk rock festival in it. And poor old Zebedee, what's happened to him? Well, it's now a spring in a cruise missile firing system. Things have changed on the Magic Roundabout. Cheers. And this is the, the last one. And it's called... You're like an unknown. You're like an unknown from the twilight zone. A yuppie's car without a phone. A jack-saroot suit that's never been pressed. A family wedding without any guests. If you were Valium, I'd get depressed. It's a shame you're a man, you look good in the dress. Kiss me hardy, kiss me quick. They only call you milkshake because you're thick. Humanity needs you like a fish needs a bike. If you were a job, I'd go out on strike. Because you're like a pub on the moon, no atmosphere at all. If you were the winning ticket in a raffle, the prize would be fuck all.
Hey, thank you. Good night. <laughs> On tour October, November. Like um, thanks very much, John. Uh, and that's where people can find you on Facebook and that, can't they? To yeah. find gigs. John Lund, John Lund, John Lund, Ginger John Lund. Yeah, Ginger, Ginger John, John Running Poet. Uh, I'll have a link underneath the video on YouTube anyway. Oh, right, um, that's all. Cheers, John. All right, thank you. Clear up. Enjoy.